This time on Matters, Conan Bits, 30 Rock, all this and more on this exciting episode of Matters. His name is Matt, his name is Matt, and that's all that matters, yeah. Welcome to Matters, where two guys named Matt talk about what matters to you. I am Matt Noss, with me via the internet, via Skype, my best friend in the whole wide world. If it isn't Matt Rose, whoop, whoop. how you doing, Matty? You know, I'm doing as best as uh, can be done, uh, given our current um, insanity. Yeah, so. we are deep into the COVID-19 lockdown. It's April 1st. It's April Fool's Day. I didn't see a single April Fool's joke that was anything more than like, ha, this is stupid. Ha ha. We did one with Roach Coach. It was like, we just covered an album that was glaringly not new metal. It's like, you know. I I saw that. We covered the Afghan wigs, uh, which (laughs) which we've only mentioned on the show like a thousand times. So it, it was like still within the show's canon. Right. But I think most everybody just pumped the brakes, and I'm glad yeah. about it because I am in no fucking mood for uh, for goof arounds. I am. I I really need something to distract me from just the nonstop parade of of awful news. Okay, that I agree with. Yeah, having a little bit more good news or something mindless. Yes, would yeah, be I mean, I, a I sweet, you, a sweet retreat. I sent you and Jen Hansen a link today about a guy who built a picnic table um, for squirrels, <laughs> and it is squirrel sized. He built a tiny little picnic table and then built it off of his fence so the squirrels can climb climb up the fence and then sit at the picnic table. It is. There are pictures of the squirrels eating nuts on the picnic table, and it was a wonderful diversion from, you know, like, fatality rates and stuff. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. So, in that sense, yes. Yes. Like, you know, I just texted PJ because um, I hadn't heard from him in a couple days, and I just was like, hey, what's going on? And uh, it was his son Dax's birthday a couple uh, yesterday. And I was like, oh, yeah. you know, bummer about Dax's birthday. Well, yeah, and he's a he's he's a teenager, isn't he? He's a teenager, yeah. Dax, I you know, PJ sent me a text that Dax said, "I'll have plenty of birthdays. It's fine," which is like yeah. the most fucking champ move ever. You know, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. About- uh, Jeremy and Maria's uh, son's birthday was yesterday, yeah. and. And your birthday has been during this, so we weren't able to really do anything to celebrate you. Yeah. Yeah. Is... I mean, you know. I mean, I'm, I celebrate I'm you on the daily. Yeah, I'm I'm 43. I'd... Birthdays for me are are, are not the biggest of deals. That sucks because uh, I was know, really you're... looking forward to taking you to that ice cream parlor from Bill and Ted's and giving you that trough. <laughs> oh, Ziggy Piggy. Yeah. Uh, I'm a Ziggy Piggy. Oh, Napoleon. Ooh. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting a reference <laughs> to the Ziggy Piggy. Nobody is ever. Never. That um, is hilarious. But yeah, I, you know, not having my birthday 
you know, celebrated on the day really isn't a big isn't a big deal. I was able to go the whole day with only one person from work saying happy birthday, and that was because they found out. I don't even know how they found out. I think they found out because I had added them on Facebook, mm. and they like a, an alert came up, and they were like, hey, "I didn't know it was your birthday today," and I was like, "No one can know." because i have gone i have gone three years at this company of no one knowing it was my birthday and i i'm on a roll (laughs) you know i i don't want people to have to get me a card and and all that just if you know it's my birthday you can say happy birthday quietly but you know don't make a don't make a fuss it's uh where i'm going with that yeah i think once you get past 40 it's kind of like I'm good. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I was I was dreading up to forty. <laughs> Everything after forty is uh, is a no thanks. Icing on a sweet ass old cake. <laughs> yeah. No, I've, I've uh, <sighs> there. There's been bits that have kept me alive lately. One of Such them. As? One of them is that some of our mutual friends, very close friends, maybe friends that we might do another podcast with, are are working on a campaign for a company that might have a little a little mascot that's about three apples high that um, might wear a chef's hat and go <laughs> and. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you could see my face. I don't. I don't. The listeners couldn't see my face, but I, I looked delighted by that. <laughs> so, so whenever, and you know, you you've made comments about this, but you know, whenever you work on somebody's IP, they have rules about the IP. Yes, and the rules, and the uh, rules around this particular IP is that it has no bones or joints. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was really funny. <laughs> so, but no teeth. No teeth. And absolutely no teeth. And uh our our one of our mutual friends just goes, just call me no bones. <laughs> and I've just been fucking delighted about it. Anything anything in terms of a, a fun distraction. I guess what I was saying with no April Fool's jokes is like, you know, I just saw that Punk is coming back. And I'm, it's going to fail so hard right now because like that I'm not in the mood for, but like, I need to see the masturbating bear so bad right now. Oh, for real. Oh, masturbating bear. I saw Conan's been putting out clips and he put out a Smigel clip where Smigel plays the turkey. And I love that stupid fucking turkey so much. Oh my god. Let me see if I can pull up some turkey cuz I could use okay. some Conan turkey. So, one second. I mean, if you're going to if you're going to pull some up, I'm not going to not going to fight it. How's work from home uh been for you, Maddie? I'm okay. It's, you know, most of my stuff is kind of offline, so it's not particularly tough to work from home. I don't necessarily need other people around to do my job. And that's nice. But where it is tough is if that I don't meet with other people, then 
I don't get assignments and things like that. So then I've had to reach out a little bit more than normal. Yeah, I mean, that's that's not that's not necessarily a bad thing, though, because you're if you have to reach out, people people get to know your name more. Yes, absolutely. All right. This is from eleven twenty seven ninety seven. Let's see how bad it sounds. This is not from Team Coco. This is just somebody putting out Conan's Thanksgiving turkey. Fast forward just a touch. I fell asleep in a chair five hours ago. It's more sad than anything else. There it is. I don't know if anyone here at the uh, Macy's Day Parade. Today, anyone check it out? You see it? Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah, raising hands doesn't help me on TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> earlier today, I don't know if you heard about this, but in the uh, big Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade, wind gusts were so strong that the giant Barney balloon exploded that really happened that's true true story yeah. i'm trying to share this with which matt i doubt he can, <laughs> I doubt no, he can which see it. means this year we really do have something to be thankful for there he is Barney, you got that dinosaur bastard okay well that's a Thank you. That's Smigel. Thank you, whoever yeah. you are. Thank you. I don't know if you heard this uh, today. Interesting story. The astronaut. Here it comes. Heads up, everyone. Watch your back. Somebody coming through. Okay. Come on, Conan. Hit me with it. The astronauts on board. The sun Okay. The astronauts on board the space shuttle Columbia. Yeah, do it, you man. Lonely. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, I recognize that voice. You're my Thanksgiving turkey, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> genius! You are Albert Lapstein! <laughs> e equals MC squared! <laughs> yeah, all right, will you just stop it? All right, just stop it. Okay, because I, I know what you're trying to do. You know? You're trying to suck up to me. You're trying to kiss my ass so that tonight, after the show, I won't eat you. Isn't that right? <laughs> trying to do and it's not going to work I do believe my life 
It's starting to flash before my eyes. Oh, God, the flashback. It all started the day I was born. Couldn't wait to enter the world and start living the life I was meant to lead. All right, let's just give it one more <laughs> My early days were happy and carefree, filled with joy and blissful innocence. <laughs> oh, baby, you look so beautiful in this moonlight. Oh, come on, baby, kiss me. Give me a little bit of that action. Come on, baby. I found myself going through an experimental phase, finding the need to experience all that life had to offer me. Let me see an opiate, Dad. Oh, primo. What are you guys looking at? Why do you hate me all of a sudden? And it's a conspiracy. You're all robots. I got spiders all over my face. Something was missing from this life. Love. And then when I least expected it, I found it. Is this your first time too? Oh, yeah, sorry, yeah. There you go. Oh, it's okay. Don't worry about it. Um, I felt thought you kinda liked me. Uh, when you did that thing with my giblets. Not that long ago. My world came crashing down on me. Dearly beloved. We are gathered here today to pay our last respects <laughs> to Gertrude von Steinway. May she rest in peace in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Mama. <laughs> but all in all, Mama. it's been a good life. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Well, that's it, Conan. Do what you gotta do. Wow, Turkey, that that cheaply produced flashback really showed me that, <laughs> that you've led a good life. And it'll be a shame to take that away from you. Why don't you go, Turkey? Just get up and go. Hubba 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 what? <laughs> I think you heard me, Turkey. You're free to go. <laughs> Sucker! Come on, sugar! <laughs> this reality in your future, honey. Let's go! <laughs> All right, folks. Let's talk about tonight's show. We, uh, we have an amazing one. That's right, the uh, turkey puppet was not it. We have, we have more excitement coming your way. We have from the classic show, uh, Kids in the Hall, and from the Larry Sanders show, one of our favorite guests of all time, Mr. Scott Thompson is on the show. Ugh. I guess someone really enjoyed that joke. Uh, you know, it's interesting, I'll tell you another one. Uh, in honor of the holiday, in honor of the holiday, one of New York's... Oh, well, good shot, Conan. That one lies right in my funny bone. <laughs> you giggle gun, Conan. I surrender. <laughs> All right. Okay, well, anyway, as I was saying... Give me with it. Give it a gem. <laughs> Give it a gem. All right, well, anyway... <laughs> oh, Conan. That's fine. me with a laphrodisiac. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Let's see. Uh, oh, this one looks good. You know, it's, it's May 2nd. Mm -hmm. We should talk about this. It's May 2nd. 
That's all this show is now, is we tell people the date. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to bed now. Yeah, all right. The time is... No, it's May 2nd, and that means uh, all the, the TV networks are, are really deep into May sweeps. Now, this, of course, uh, sweeps is when the networks fight it out for ratings by putting on their hottest programming. Just... You know, any great show, anything they can do at all to get people to watch yeah, television, any, they try and do it now. Any stunt or anything, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's and always it, when you see, like, the what swimsuit to wear exactly. type of story on the local news. Right. You know? We talked to three women whose breasts are too big, yeah. you know, <laughs> things like that. <laughs> and, uh, well, anyway, it gets confusing because there are all these different specials and you never know what to watch and so many ads. So here to guide us through the sweeps battlefield is our old pal, Polly the NBC Peacock. Polly. <laughs> All right. Hey there, Polly. Good to see you. Rock! Hey, Cozy! <laughs> hey, Andy! Rock! Hiya, Polly. Yeah, hey, Polly. Yeah, all right, great. All right, uh, now... Really sophisticated puppet we got here. <laughs> 80 cents. All right. Polly, no offense, but Polly, we got to get... Yeah, let's get right into it. Uh, tell us about the exciting uh, programming NBC has lined up for sweeps. People want to know. Invasion! 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 Sunday night on NBC! Okay, this is... All right. Invasion is NBC's new miniseries. Everybody's talking about it, right? It stars Luke Perry, and it's about aliens invading Earth. It's the best... Come on, no, the, the, the best, I mean, it, um, maybe it's okay, but it's another made-for-TV movie. It, it can't be the best. But for this one, NBC's worked out a deal with God. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean they worked out a deal with God? What are you talking about? God says for every minute of invasion people watch, they earn ten extra years of life. <laughs> okay, Polly, that's... That's pathetic and sad, you know? That's an obvious... Rock, it's true! No, it's not. You're lying and you're badly made. Uh... <laughs> I mean, look at this. <laughs> I don't care! You have no right! Uh... I can't help it! <laughs> I know it's not your fault. What am I talking about? No, you want to talk about innovative programming. How about ABC, all right? They're going to be doing a lot of their shows in 3D this month. And to me, that sounds really cool. I'd check that out. Rock! Studies show that watching 3D will burn out your retinas and cause permanent damage. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> Polly. Oh, yeah. Ray Charles watched 3D as a boy. <laughs> That's not true. They didn't have 3D then. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, well, then I guess you win because you went, uh-huh. No, besides, I mean, Polly, ABC's on a roll. I mean, they scored really big when uh, Ellen DeGeneres' character came out of the closet this past Wednesday. A ton of people watched that. Rap, but now ABC thinks gay equals ratings. And they're going too far. Take a look at this week's episode of Coach, where Craig T. Nelson and Jerry Van Dyke become more than friends. <laughs> Oh, God, I needed that. Oh, you laughed so hard, you knocked your mic off. 
I needed that, buddy. I needed that. Oh, God. Yeah, I get it. It's I... Craig T. Nelson giving it to Jerry Van Dyke. Van Dyke. Oh, man. Oh, well, I don't want to turn into a fucking show of just Conan clips, even though that would be great. I, you know, I think that we could just tell people clips to look up. Like, if you just Google Muppets Faces of Death. Oh, my God. That is one. <laughs> just thinking about it makes me laugh. That was so fucking funny. Oh well, I loved all of those um, cable channels. Satellite, yeah, the, the satellite channels. Lincoln Money Shot. Uh, I mean, obviously, Clive Clemens. Inappropriate, inappropriate response. Yeah. The um. <laughs> the hot sauce guy. What's the hot sauce guy? So basically, it was. It was a joke, but it actually became the show Hot Ones. But, like, I think it was... Oh, my God, seriously? It was Brian McCann surrounded by hot sauces, and he's just like... But he put them in his eye, I think, is the problem. Oh, God. So it was all like, nothing but pain. Here we go. Oh, my God. So you might know... uh... Where did Brian McCann start? Uh, Second City, Chicago, I want to say. Second City? Okay. I know Stack did, the other Brian, the tall, the tall, yeah, gregarious yeah. one. The the um, well, the um, the tall one that kind of looked like Lurch, right? Yeah, he, he was red the... Hair. Yeah, red hair, red curly. He was the one in the slip nuts. And then McCann was always the one... It, Yes, Brian. he was, he was uh, Friendly's watermelon ice cream. Right? Correct, Stack. Yeah, Stack was Clive Clemens, and McCann. Yes. and McCann was uh, Preparation H Raymond. <laughs> well, the episode of Rick and Morty uh, with the parasites, where they they just start coming up with with more and more outlandish characters, and there was like Hammerai. And Penn Sylvester, and they 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 listed like five or six characters in a row, and Rick goes, "What is this '90s Conan?" Exactly, and that was perfect because '90s Conan really was insane. <laughs> Never thought I'd be so wistfully remembering Pimpbot Five Thousand and the Masturbating Bear, but. Well, he was I, I don't also Minty the candy cane that fell on the ground. What? Uh, Brian McCann played Minty the candy cane, the candy cane that fell on the ground, but just for a moment or two. Did he have like a bunch of stuff like stuck? To yes, of side? course he did. Yeah. Just, <laughs> I love how stupid that show is. It's so unapologetically it- dumb. The the time that Mr. T and Conan went apple picking... I think that's Conan's favorite of all time. Is, ...is pretty much untouchable. Like, when Mr. T yells at him and Conan is scared up a tree and he won't come down until Mr. T stops yelling at him. Oh, my God. Well, or when they're, the, when they're on the when they're on the tractor and they're singing a song... I pay and, the fool. And, that messes yeah, with T. Yeah, and you just hear Mr. T in the background going, I pay the fool. 
Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't... Brian McCann played Robot on the Toilet. <laughs> who played Pimpot? I don't remember who played Pimpot. Let's see. Who played Pimpot 5000? Oh, look at that. Brian McCann did. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes it even better. I just I was curious where he got his start because I know that they had so many upright citizens brigade people yes doing stuff for Conan Stack and I, Kevin Dorf and Brian McCann I want to say all Chicagoland guys okay they didn't have any groundlings um then aside from Conan anyway. Conan yeah Conan was your groundlings um but no I think it was because his head writer was um I just said him his name he did all the puppets. Not McCann. No, TV's Funhouse is... Oh, Robert Smigel? Well, Smig Smigel was his head writer at the beginning. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, so he pulled basically all SNL guys. So there was mm. a lot more Chicago and a lot more Harvard in the writer in the writer's room at the beginning. And I think it rounded out with Groundlings guys. Because okay. I want to say Jack McBrayer was a, a player on the show for a minute. Um, oh, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, he has that famous one where he's like playing a box of cereal or something and he falls yes. over and yeah. you can see in the box. <laughs> oh, that show really was so stupid. But I mean, so was so was uh, Letterman. Oh, yeah. Like the stuff they used to do on Letterman was so stupid, but that's what made it so funny. Well, Letterman, like I, it's hard to explain, but like when I watched letterman the, he himself was always bemused by it but mm -hmm. not necessarily a part of it yeah like you know, yeah like johnny carson would be part of the skits but but letterman was usually just like especially when it was the chris elliott stuff <laughs> um <laughs> i love i i went back because when letterman left the air i was like looking at all these old Letterman clips on YouTube. Yeah. And there's this one Chris Elliott one where... Was well, it the, the one where he was under the stage? Yes. there's like That was yeah. like a series of them where he yeah. was under the stage. And, of course, the one where he tests the dog food is kind of like <laughs> the all-timer Chris Elliott bit. Because it's like nobody... It's so crazy to say now, especially since like you can go on YouTube, TikTok, and whatever, and kind yeah. of see people do things that you would never like. The things that are only like funny between us and your cousins and stuff is now yeah. just on TikTok. Yeah, you know. But it's just like back then, I was old guys. Um, but like when that was on, I'd never seen anybody do that. Yeah, yeah, or, or like um, the episodes where Letterman would be in a van and he would be telling people what to say, but the people were just like random people, and he'd be like, "Okay, I'm gonna give you an earpiece. I'm gonna send you in a in a Burger King. Just say what I tell you to say." Like you didn't see stuff like that. Now they have like you know crankiers and 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 pract impractical, impractical jokers and all jokers, that shit. Yeah. God. <sighs> well, that was a nice distraction from the hellscape that's happening around. It was. It was. It was. It well, was. why don't we take a quick break? Take a break. And we'll be back with more matters after this. 
back to Matters. You've reached the part of the show where we talk about what we're into. Uh, this week, pretty easy for me. I've been playing a lot of Doom Eternal. Just bought it. Yeah, yeah. I was I was really curious to, to find out how you liked it because I've seen a lot of like commercials for it and stuff. Yeah, well, they've, they've definitely commercialed it to death. Uh, <laughs> I have played 2016 and... I was never. So a f- I. I, I, was, I was not good at 2016. I sucked at 2016. Well, I was never a fan of Doom, the PC game Doom, the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Doom. I was terrible at it, and it made me motion sick. I could understand that. You liked Quake though a little bit. I loved playing <laughs> Quake with you guys. Yeah, I, was, I, I, I didn't play it on my own. I, I only played it with you guys. What was it? Two or EM EM one. Something. One five, EM one five, I think. Yeah, that was the most fun. <laughs> but I was also terrible at it. I was awful at that game. Um, I don't know. I don't think you were terrible. None of us were Garrett, that's for sure. But... Garrett and Jay were a lot better. Yeah, but they memorized the spawn patterns, so they would just sit at yeah. a point and pick everybody off as they respawned. Um, but so, so, uh, but, um, so 2016 was very fun, but very, very repetitive, especially near the end of it. Mm -hmm. Eternal is like that game cranked to 11, even though it is, so it's still repetitive, even though it's repetitive, it's like, in a way, it's like Diablo, where you're kind of like in the mix and you have everything that you need to survive. But if you were to get killed, you're kind of like, ah, fuck, I screwed up. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you kind of know why you died. Mm-hmm. Doom Eternal's very much like that. Like, they have been very clear that, like, Unlike 2016, where you kind of once you got the double barrel shotgun, the the uh, rocket launcher, and the ballista or whatever they called it, uh, the rail gun, you kind of had the game on easy mode, even in nightmare. Mm-hmm. On this one, like you you're swapping weapons all the time. Your yeah, that was that was something that I saw in the the like gameplay preview was that constantly switching weapons where that to me would have been like a, a major headache. <laughs> like you can do that in PUBG and you can switch between your, your one long gun, your other long gun. Like usually I have a long gun, a submachine gun and a handgun. And then like, you know, you can have a, a weapon to like bludgeon someone. It's like a machete or a crowbar and you can have um, throwables, so grenades, Molotov cocktails, etc. Yeah. Uh, but I almost never use throwables. I don't think that I have ever used um, like a a bludgeon, and I rarely use handguns unless I run out of ammunition. So, so the way that they were switching back and forth on the the gameplay for uh for the doom trailer that i saw was like i i i won't be able to play this game it's 
it is a lot. But I will say that the game is a very good teacher. Oh, like well, that's good. Like they designed it incredibly well because it feels frustrating, but it doesn't feel defeating. That okay? That so that's that's the problem that I have with Ori is once I get to a point that I can't beat, I just can't play the game anymore. Right. And it's disappointing because the game is so beautiful and like it's infuriatingly fun. Yes. If that makes sense. Where like you you want to play the game. The game is fun, but god damn it. Even on easy that game is impossible. <laughs> this is the part have where you, I say Yeah, I beat it. God. So you want spoilers or did it make you cry? <laughs> uh, it, it's close. It's it's a tough one. Um, so you basically are fighting that weird bird. And wait, not the not the little bird. No, 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 the weird bird, the big. Oh, bird. oh, oh, oh. Okay, okay. Okay, so you eventually get to the dust lands, and you discover a scavenger of the dust lands and that scavenger uh, is, that the bird? is the weird bird and it kind of like has stilts for legs and it's all weird and demented and the rest of the thing is finding the will of the wisps to be able to restore the tree to be able to fight the this bird so you okay. do all that and you fight the bird. But the tree that you spared, that you saved, dies. Wait, what? Yeah, so the tree that you spent and sent the Will-O-The-Wisp to dies. Really? And the bird, of course, dies. <gasps> um, not, your bu- not your bird buddy. Everybody, but the but the, the, the bad guy. The bad guy bird dies. actually dies. And he dies very sad. Very, very sad. And, um, well, yeah, I mean, in the first one, when, when you find out why the, the villain in that one was a villain, it was really sad. And same, same with this one. Um, because he was an outcast and all the owls outcast him. But the baby owls were like, hey, we want to be your friends. Uh, but the older owls outcast him and made him feel like garbage. Of course. So he, when he dies, he goes back to the frozen uh, mom and dad owls that he was born under, and he dies in their arms. Super sad. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's such a bummer. And then um, Ori is a, a, a wood spirit. Yeah. So Ori gives himself up to be a new tree. And that's... So... You know that voice that you hear at the beginning of the... Yeah. That's Ori as the tree. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh my, my God. God. This whole time. Oh, my yeah, God. That, yeah, yeah. That's Ori telling his story. 
Oh my gosh. So I guess that means that there's only going to be two. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, but like they introduced a lot of mechanics in this game that were fun, but I'll tell you the truth. I didn't use like, but 40% of them. Like kind of yeah. like when you get what you need, you know, like you could, I was not at a loss for things to do. I got the triple jump and I got, Oh man, that triple jump would really come in handy where I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Like once, once you get that, the game kind of opens itself up. I mean, there is tons of frustrating platforming and the, and the bosses are infuriating at times. There's like three or four boss battles and like none of them are easy. There's like tons of those chase sequences where you oh, have geez. to like, where you have to like now like, and like you have it's like you have to memorize what all the buttons do cuz you get yeah. a, like eventually you get a dash that allows you to go through sand. You get a dash. Yeah, that, you were telling me about that. So you get a dash that lets you go through sand. So then you can pop out of sand, but then you have one of your bumpers that can hook on to one type of obstacle to fling you up higher. And then your Mm -hmm. other bumper flings you up automatically to something. So it's like hard. It was hard. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like Catherine was watching me and she was like, you were getting so frustrated. And I'm like, I just have to beat it. I just have to beat it. (laughs) It was like, it was like cuphead. I was just like, "I, I know what to do. I know what to do. That's yeah, me. it's just it's just memorizing the pattern to be able to do it, and and then I watch people who are I'm, like amazing at it, and I'm like, yeah, who speed you... run it, and you're like, fuck you. <laughs> I have never had an inkling to speed run a game, like it's just never been interesting to me. Yeah, like I love watching speed runners, but like I'll tell you, when I watch a speed run of Castlevania, I'm mm-hmm. like. Fuck you! I've never beaten this game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I was watching people speedrun Ori, when I was trying to figure out like what to do, I got so mad at them, where it was like, you just you just make it look like it is so easy, and it is not easy. <laughs> that is the furthest thing from easy. Yeah, that is bullshit. <laughs> But the um the story is pretty much non-existent for Doom Eternal, but you they progress you through the weapons really nicely, and then once you have all the weapons, the game really opens up, and like the last level I played was probably one of the best first-person shooter levels I've played. Really? I mean, maybe ever. Wow, what made it so good? level like flowed really well and it was difficult but not impossible and yeah you would just you could just go and like if you knew what you were doing it's like it's a funny game like you can be killing it and then in two seconds everything's gone like you can be full shield full armor and then two seconds later it's gone yeah. Did, did you just get sprayed in the face by your cat? Are you all right? 
he he hit me in the face with his gigantic puffy tail and so i i had to just pull a bunch of fur off of my face <laughs> i yeah. just i knew that the only way to get him to stop meowing at me was to pick him up and of course as soon as he leaves he's just like bye dad poof right in the face with his gigantic raccoon tail so oh. <laughs> yeah what are you up to Benny what do you got um, so I have been watching a lot of 30 Rock on uh, on Amazon Prime it's the best I, I started watching yeah I forgot how like I remember the first season of 30 Rock being kind of slow and it not really hitting its footing. Oh, no. 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 It hit its footing within the first two or three episodes. Dude, that show is great from the jump. Yeah. like. But I mean, like, when I think of watching, I think I, I, I don't think I watched the first episode when it aired. I think I caught it at, like, episode two or three, and I was like, eh, it's it's pretty funny. And then after that, it just... Like it was like, oh well, this is basically what I'm gonna do on Thursdays. Because I think Werewolf. I'm gonna watch this. I'm gonna watch The Office. Like I think Werewolf Bar Mitzvah is like episode six through ten. I don't know where exactly that lands, but it's like they're at Werewolf Bar Mitzvah so fast, and that's like one of the best throwaways. Yeah. Ever, ever. God, what was I forget what the tagline for that was. Is uh. Werewolf bar mitzvah, spooky, scary, men becoming boys, or boys becoming men, men becoming wolves. Becoming wolves. And I almost dropped the Torah when my hands turned into paws. <laughs> I was surprised at how many episodes Tina Fey wrote herself. Oh, yeah. She's a machine, man. She's a beast. She is a machine. I... I have never seen the last season of 30 Rock, mm-hmm. like, in in context. And I kind of feel like I just need to start over and rewatch yeah. the whole show. Yeah. I mean, I started, yeah, I, that's why, like, I'm doing it for one because it is it is 100% like Clorox wipes for the brain where you have a shitty day. You know, you you've seen terrible things on the news, and it's like, well, I'm just gonna watch a couple episodes, Thirty Rock, and then things will be better. And you know, it helps; it really does. Um, aside from that, uh, you know, I I watched the worst movie, Matt. What did you watch? I watched a movie called The Last Broadcast because it was a movie that came out just months before The Blair Witch Project with a very similar theme. And so the the filmmakers of The Last Broadcast tried to sue the filmmakers of Blair Witch Project and say that they like stole the idea or whatever. They did not steal the idea. Um, but also the Blair Witch Project, like, might seem like a bare bones production that's very, you know, th- 
I don't want to say amateurish, but that, I mean, that's what they were going for. But um, the quality of the Blair Witch Project so eclipses the last broadcast. I cannot even tell you. And the twist ending made me so fucking angry because I, I was talking to my boss because my boss watches Shudder, like stuff on Shudder too. And so um, we saw, like I saw that it was on Amazon Prime and I was like, oh yeah, you know, there's this movie, you know, and I, I gave him like the context of it. And he's like, oh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll watch it. Um, and then I asked him how it was and he was just like, have you seen it? And I said, no. And he's like, well, we'll talk after you see it. And so I watched it while I was making food um, on a Sunday. And I, Matt, you know me. When something makes me angry, I can get physically angry. Right, yes. I got physically angry at the end of this movie. The narrator is the murderer. This whole time, he is narrating this documentary about the killing you know the the jersey devil killings and all this and giving a very wooden um narration of the whole thing and then it cuts to the video tech who is analyzing the footage and she's just about to find the killer and his face comes up and he shows up behind her and fucking suffocates her with a plastic bag i was furious and so i texted my boss and i was like he's the killer this is the dumbest thing and he was like dude i know trust me like i wanted to punch you after you told me to watch this movie i was like i didn't tell you to watch it (laughs) oh god don't waste your fucking time anyone listening to this just don't you might think like well there might be something redeemable there is literally nothing redeemable in this entire movie. There wasn't even like a gag, like, you know, th- there wasn't a, a throwaway line. Someone said where it was like, huh, that was kind of funny. Like nothing, nothing. nothing. Ah, just, mm, just thinking about it. Angers the blood, man. I got to stop. <laughs> you got to relax. Woo. Yeah. Uh, well, I have to tell you that uh, Catherine and I made an executive decision to uh, finish the Underworld tr- series. <laughs> so I had seen Underworld uh, 1 uh, and 2. Uh, uh, Catherine had seen... The, the Kate Beckinsale movie? Yes. With Scott Speed? Yes. Um, it I was one questions. of those things... I have, I have questions. I have questions. So... Catherine and I have been looking for movies to watch. And for but some reason, those. easy, easy, man. Yes. <laughs> yes, we did. Well, we went through it like, okay, what's available? Nothing that we wanted to see. What new movies? Uh, nothing that we want to pay $20 to see. What, right. what, what old movies? Well, for some reason it was like in a mix of movies or something. I was like, Catherine was like, have I seen that underworld? And it was bloodlines. Oh, Cause that was the last one. And I was like, I know I haven't. Cause the last one I saw was the second one. And then she was like, well, I saw rise of the lichens in the theater. 
And I'm like, well, I saw the first one, I want to say, in the theater. And maybe the second one. I want to say that we saw it together, Matt. I mean, No, we did not. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, now I have even more questions. Like, who did you see this movie I don't with? Know. I thought it was you. Yeah, I, we, we went and saw Blade 2 because I insisted. Blade 2, um, I enjoyed, even awesome. though it's... I loved it. I loved it. Is Ryan Reynolds in three or two? He is in three. That's a rough one. That is a that is a rough one. Two's really that good. That has that has Dominic Purcell playing um <laughs> playing Dracula. That one even with uh Jessica Beale and Ryan Reynolds, Parker Posey and uh Patton Oswald. That Not movie a great is movie. still hard to watch. Um, but two, that was still Guillermo del Toro. Or no, I'm sorry, he he only did the second one. Um, and Mike Mignola was uh like part of the he was like an art direction consultant or something. I just really like the second one. I I own the second one. That's how much I like the second one. <laughs> But anyway, the Underworld, please continue, Matt. So, yeah, we we made the executive decision to see Underworld. And we didn't just watch the last one. We we watched Awakening. Uh, So, yeah, we watched two Underworld films. So you didn't start from the first one to make sure that you understood the context of the war between the death dealers and the like. So I don't know if you saw my tweet that said you can pretty much happen to the underworld franchise anywhere. <laughs> because if you if you not see if you haven't seen one, don't worry. At the top of the film, uh Kate and Beckinsale reminds you of everything that happened up until now. Yeah, that's that's a handy tool for people who don't want to watch any of the movies yeah it was fine we enjoyed it uh the last one i mean it, it did all the they're all the plots are the same i'm a yeah. vampire you're a hybrid your blood is important or, or i'm a vampire there's there's hybrids someone's blood is super fucking important somebody that i thought i should trust betrayed me somebody who thought i thought would betray me is actually worthy of trust um somebody's gonna get ripped in half the end (laughs) i mean that is truly something that happens every movie no i mean i'm I'm giving you a lot of shit but i have seen them not like I, i mean i wasn't sitting there like oh man one of the underworld movies is on especially the later sequels i'm gonna sit here and watch this no i would have it on in the background while i was doing something just because, like, I wanted something on in the background. Um, yeah. I mean, it's fine. It's not great. It's it's fine. It's I, fine. I like kick. We so. just, uh, we and then last night we watched Rise of Skywalker. And that was also oh, fine. Oh, I like it. It was fine. I had no real problems with it. It's, it's a Star Wars movie. I liked it. I was fine you with know. it. I had no... Yeah. I, I thought the... Uh, and spoilers eh, it's fucking come on um but like uh, the palpatine thing i was like what 
Okay, fine. Oh, about about Ray being a Palpatine. I wasn't even super upset that she was a Palpatine because at first I was like, "How is she his daughter?" And then it turned out that no, he had kids and she was a grandchild. But I was still yeah. like, "He had kids." Nothing about him says family man. It it screams bachelor life. <laughs> like, um. Well, I mean, like he. I'm I'm imagining that even the emperor like wants to time on once in a while. So yeah. But no, I mean I I really liked um the the Ben turn. I thought that was I thought that was earned. Um, yep. It gets a little hammy, but I mean they're trying to they're trying to land nine movies. They're trying to do all this stuff. They're trying to make sure that your favorite character gets in there. I'm yep. shocked that Boba Fett like doesn't get Didn't spit up it by the by Sarlacc pit at the end. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, really, they were really trying to fan service it all over the place. It, I'm not gonna lie, Matt. In the end, when it seems like all is lost and like all the ships are are like getting blown out of the sky and stuff and pose like, like fuck uh yeah, sorry this, guys this, yeah this is it and then you hear fucking lando like i choked up where i was like <laughs> like that i i loved i loved when those thousands of ships show up and they're like nope and start blasting all the the destroyers out of the sky i yeah. fucking loved that i love that line they're people <laughs> like, it's like what federation are they from they're not they're just they're people yeah it was like um god why am i blanking on the name of that fucking movie the christopher nolan movie about um world war one where they used the oh yeah 1917 no no, no, that was oh, the oh, Sam Mendes. Oh, 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 God. I was just trying to think of this movie. Bee. Yes, it's it is. Bee. It's the island. Yeah, because they, they had to draft um, all those people to take their, like, personal ships across the channel to get them. Dunkirk. Dunkirk. It wasn't B, it was D. Um yeah, like it, it, the end kind of reminded me of that, where it was just like they got all those people, you know, just yeah, with the boats and everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh God, that movie. That's a rough one too. That is a rough one. Uh, have you seen 1917? No, I've not seen 1917. Uh, Catherine I have saw not it. Seen it Catherine saw it. I would love to see it. I will see it, but just probably will be a while. I'm trying to stay away from heavy, heavy anything right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not there. Fucking life's heavy enough right now, man. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm playing like, a lot of games. Man. I was, I was so fucking bummed. Um, the, the fountains of Wayne guy, the guy who wrote fucking Eric Hankey's favorite, that thing you do song. He just died from COVID-19. The guy from fountain, fountains from Wayne. Fountains oh of Wayne. Of Wayne. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a coworker who's on a ventilator. I mean, it, my uncle Jack was exposed to it, but he seems to not um, be showing symptoms yet. But he has asbestosis. Okay. <gasps> um, so yeah, oh my he, God. he would not 
do well with that at all. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, like, I haven't left the house in, well, I, I left the house for a couple minutes last Friday to pick up medication I need for my lungs. Um, but I got that through the drive through and the, the pharmacy that I go to, like everybody was wearing masks and had gloves on and shit. Um, I mean, if I get it, like that's basically it. <laughs> so I, I hope that people actually stop being idiots and start realizing this is really important because it doesn't matter if you get it and it's no big deal. You can give it to other people where it is a big deal. So no. stop being selfish and start, you know, thinking of other people for a change because there are people like me or people who are older people with other lung conditions or diabetes or other autoimmune diseases where if they get it, they're fucked. So, you know, Think about other people, please. Please. All right, Maddie, let's put a bow on it. If you want to yes. get in contact with us, you can do that. It's at MattersPod on Twitter and Facebook and MattersPod at gmail.com if you want to email us. Thanks for listening. Uh, we appreciate it. Hope you're doing well. Hope that um, if you're staying home and doing what you should be doing, that uh, your life is not a complete uh, crazy mess. <laughs> Hey, Matt, how can people get a hold of you? I can be uh, getting in contact with at Matt Noss on Twitter. I am at Karate Dracula on Twitter and Instagram. And we'll uh, we'll just talk to you on the next episode of Matters. Matters. The <laughs> Forever. <laughs> I was about to hang up the phone with you. <laughs> <laughs>